I'm going to be sharing just a little bit today from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. As, as we come to this great experience of baptism, we may be coming from different experiences or, or traditions or, 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 or uh, even lack of experience uh, and understanding about what is this thing called baptism. So I, before we jump into these, these testimonies, I wanted to share from God's word, what, what exactly is baptism? Why is it significant? And what are we celebrating here today. And so if you want to turn there, you're welcome to do so. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. We have Bibles underneath the chairs in front of you, or you can turn there in your Bible app or, or uh, the Bibles that you, you have yourself. Romans 6, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to invite uh, uh, Lincho. Is Lincho in the house here? Where I have Lincho? He's right in front of me. I can't see him. Lincho and, uh, um, and Jose. Who, Hasiel, Hasiel, I'm going to let them come on down. Uh, we're going to revive a practice that we had, we had going before summertime of, of scripture reading in other languages. One of the things we celebrate here at Grace Community Church is that we are one church, many languages. And so I'm going to let, uh, Lencho is going to read in Oromo, it's his heart language. And Hasiel will read in uh, uh, Spanish, his heart language. Buenos días. Uh, voy a leer el texto Romanos 6:4. Por tanto, mediante el bautismo fuimos sepultados con él en su muerte, a fin de que así como Cristo resucitó por el poder del Padre, también nosotros llevemos una vida nueva. Good morning, everybody. I'll be reading in Romo. Rome ya. Lakosafur, Nujupabudan, Duesati, Isant Abane, Isawajin Awalamne. Christos, Humna Abba Ulfina Cabesa, Wurra do Ankesa, Kumakafame, Nuish do An Jerenya Harati, Jeranir. Finally, here in English and starting at verse one, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Join with me in prayer. As we dig into God's word here, Holy Spirit, we, we come to you now just asking for you to turn the light bulb on in our hearts and our minds, uh, that we can hear your truth, especially as we come to this special thing, this special expression, Lord, of our faith in, in, in baptism. Uh, Father, we pray that, that tonight or to this morning, Lord God, that, 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 that our hearts would be encouraged, Lord, that we would be inspired Lord, for those of us who have been baptized, that we would be spurred on, Lord, to continue, Lord, in, in loving you and others well, Lord Jesus. And Father, for those who, who have not yet been baptized or are considering it, God, that they might be encouraged to declare you, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior. So Father, we just ask for you to speak powerfully into this moment through your word and, and through me, your broken, your broken servant. In your name we pray. Amen. 
As we come to this particular portion of scripture, this guy named Paul is writing to a group of people in Rome, Italy. And he's explaining to them the work of Jesus Christ and what he's accomplished. And if Jesus has come into our lives, if, if we've surrendered and experienced the salvation work of Jesus, he's changed me. I've welcomed him as king in my life. I know he is God and he's my God. And, and I know I deserve justice and judgment for my sin. I deserve hell for my sin. And Jesus paid it. I've received that gift. That's called grace, an undeserved gift. I received this gift of forgiveness that I don't deserve. And Paul is explaining that if, we, if this has happened in us and in our hearts and our lives, it should change us. We don't go on continuing to live the exact same life, just living for ourselves, doing whatever we want. It changes us. Now, Paul it, it, it recalls the, these people, these believers, to remember something, to remember their baptism. Look back at your baptism as a reminder of something that has happened in your life. And this commitment, this call, this compulsion to be different. Because you are different. You're a new creation. You've been raised from the dead. He's pointing back to baptism. As this reminder that we have been changed. Three things here I want to point out from this passage here. As Paul explains, if you've been baptized into Christ Jesus, you've been baptized into his death. And that we have been raised with Christ by the glory of the Father. You walk in the newness of life. Three things here. That our baptism is a declaration. That we're united with Christ in victory over our sin. Baptism is a declaration that we have changed our allegiances from, from ourself to Jesus. To living for ourself. To living for Christ. And our baptism reminds us then that as a result. That we are to live a life restrained by love. Freedom in Christ is to be restrained by love. So let's first look here. When Jesus or when Paul excuse me, says you've been baptized into Jesus' death, we were buried with Jesus in baptism. He's talking about, in reference here, baptism is a symbol. It's this symbol by which we, if you will, hitch ourselves to the work of Jesus. You see, with salvation, we've done nothing to save ourselves. We've done absolutely nothing. There's no kind of goodness that, that, that we've we've done to kind of balance these scales of like, if I, if I just clean myself up enough, then I can be right with God. God will accept me. No, no, that's, that's not possible because the problem is, is that we want to be in control. That's the heart problem. That's the real issue. And us trying to make ourselves right before God is us trying to still be in control. We've got to come to God on his terms. And that's through Jesus Christ alone. Through his death, he paid our penalty for us. And we surrender, therefore, to God's offering for us. Jesus paid it all, as, as the song goes. And so we hitch ourselves to Jesus. His death, when, when we're uh, 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 aligning ourselves in baptism, we're saying, I, I'm going to attach myself to the work of Jesus. I'm going to receive the work of Jesus for me. He's died for me. That work of death that Jesus did for us 
When he died, when God died, he died so that he would overcome death for us. In, in him dying in our place, he takes our penalty of sin that each of us deserve. This is not a popular message that we deserve hell for our sin. And that all of us are headed there. That's not a popular message. We like this idea that God loves us, but we, don't, we, we think that God's love is somehow separated from justice. That if God loves us, he wouldn't allow anybody to go to hell. Here's the deal. God didn't choose for us to go to hell. We did. That's the problem. You see, we want a life separate from God. Or we want God to come to us on our terms because we want to be king. And as the great theologians ACDC saying, we're on a highway to hell. We're hell bent on having our own way. God didn't choose hell for us. We chose it. Jesus interrupted. And him taking death was to take hell, to provide an alternative. You see, friends, either we are going to face the judge ourselves or Jesus faces the judge for us, for you. Where are you standing? Are you going to be standing on your own? Are you going to be defending yourself before God? Or are you going to let Jesus defend you? Say, look at me. I paid his penalty. I paid her penalty. You see, when, when, when Jesus does this work and we receive this work, we receive that he conquers this sin in us. Sin is that I, I want control. I want to be king in my life. And Jesus, when we receive him in our lives, he changes that in us. He doesn't just take our penalty, but he, he claims victory over us and he changes our disposition and puts in us a heart beating for God to love God in his ways. And I want you to be king. I surrender I want you to lead me. I love you, God. I want to choose you. Is your heart beating for God? Is the Spirit filled you through Jesus Christ and changed you? You see, baptism, we're saying, I declare Jesus has, has declared victory over me. I'm putting a, a flag in the sand. There was this practice back in the day, and, and, and to some degree it exists still here today, where you, where you put a flag in the ground and, and declaring victory, that this land is mine. Explorers would do this. We did it on the moon. One famous story is of Iwo Jima during World War II, when the United States were, were uh, 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 attacking the island of Iwo Jima to get position in order to overcome the axis of evil. And the island of Iwo Jima had tunnels riddled with 22,000 Japanese positioned to defend the island. And the, and the United States attacked the island starting in February. And it took nearly, uh, just nearly a month in order to make ground. And, and in this picture on Iwo Jima is that, that they climbed the mountain. And I forget the name of the mountain. I forgot. I apologize for that. They climb the mountain. They advance. They, 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 they have overcome the forces and they get to the top and they place the American flag to claim we have won. We are conquering. This is American property. In baptism. We're declaring with the cross that it stands in our hearts, in our lives, that Jesus has claimed victory over me. I'm a new person. 
I am not a slave to sin anymore. Jesus is my king. And I'm putting a stake in the ground. And I'm declaring Jesus is king over me. Have you declared that yourself, friends? Have you made that statement? Jesus is king. Jesus has victory in my life. Baptism is also a declaration of a change of allegiance. Not only do I have victory, Jesus has conquered me. Jesus has set me free. But I have a new allegiance. I serve a new king. He talks about here being raised to life here by the glory of the Father. This is a new creation. When, When Kaylee and Anthony... They're going to go under the water, and we're not going to keep them down there, right? I mean, that'd be a bad day. I'd probably go to jail for that. We're going to bring them out. Because, because you couldn't keep Jesus in the grave. And Jesus being alive in us means you can't keep us in the grave. We're no longer the same person. We're new. We're new. We're a child of the king. You're a son. You're a daughter of the king. You're a new person. You have a new allegiance. It's like coming from Green Bay Packers to Vikings. There's a big game today. And I know there's some houses divided. I had to go there. I mean, I had to go there. But there's, there's, there's a sense in which this is true. And since when you're, when you're a fan of something... When you're a fan of the Packers or you're a fan of the, uh, God bless. If you're a fan of the Vikings, you represent, right? What do you do? You wear a jersey or you wear some paraphernalia. You got some like Goldilocks of like, you know, some kind of Viking or whatever. You might wear a cheese head, right? You represent, you, you, you show your allegiance to your, to your team, right? Baptism. Is that declaration. It's my, I'm showing. My king is Jesus and I serve him. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I don't follow the world. I don't follow myself. I don't look for myself anymore. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm going to wear that with pride. I'm publicly declaring that. Because some of you are not ashamed to show that you're a Vikings fan. Even though you don't win ever. <laughs> or anything important that is. Some of you are not ashamed to show that you're a Green Bay Packers fan. Even though that's near to sin and death. I mean, (laughs) baptism is that public declaration. I'm not ashamed. I'm a follower of the king. And I want everyone to know whose I am. Have, Have you declared your allegiance? To the world? Have you declared publicly, I'm a follower of Jesus? I've surrendered. I don't live for myself or this world anymore. Have you done that? You see, I'm asking these questions, friends, because just because Kaylee and Anthony planned to get baptized today, there might be some of you here today who are realizing this is for me and I need. To declare Jesus' victory in my life, my allegiance to him, I, I need to get baptized. It's my, it's my step in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Friends, come. 
Just because you didn't plan on it doesn't mean you can't get wet for Jesus. It doesn't mean you can get baptized. Got to be careful about the words that come out of my mouth as an extrovert. All right? Just because you didn't plan on it doesn't mean you cannot declare today you are a new person in Christ. Finally, baptism, it reminds us that our lives are changed. We have a life restrained by love for God and others. You see, Paul, Paul says here, our baptism, when we, when we look back at that, it reminds us that, that, that we are changed, that we should live a different way. It should spur us on, it should encourage us that we, that we, we live out of love. This is idea today and, and, and this lie that's permeating culture that, that be, to be free. Be yourself. Be free from all the, 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 the restrictions and inhibitions and, and any constraints. To be free is to be able to do whatever you want to do. Let me explain. This is actually the problem. This is part of the problem. You see, in, in our sin, our sin was, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. That's sin. I'm going to live for me. You see, Jesus setting us free was in order that we could actually love. To be liberated is to have the ability to love. We didn't have that before. We live for ourselves. We, we interact in, in a transactional relationship with other people. I'll do for you if you do for me. Oh, you treat me nice. Well, I'll treat you nice. Oh, you're mean to me. Well, mm, I'm going to cut this relationship off. Or I'm going to retaliate. I'm going to distance But Jesus introduced something radical. Love your enemy. Pray for those who hurt you. Bless those who curse you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? How does that happen? It's because there's something radical that happens here vertically between us and God. Because we have realized that in our sin, we were God's enemies. See, when, when we realize that, that, that in our sin, the significance that God loved us when we were so unlovely, and not just unlovely, we were shaking our fists in his face. I'm going to have my way, Jesus. Forget you. Now, he loves us in the midst of our filth, in the midst of our rebellion and rejection of him. When we've experienced and encountered the love of Jesus, then we love. We love him first and out of love for him will love others especially when they don't love us let's be honest those of you've been married you experience this sometimes that spouse of yours they don't look exactly or feel exactly like a lover they feel like an enemy more than a friend sometimes the words out of their mouths or their actions are like man i just want to like i'll oh let me tell you The work of Jesus changes us. Love, if we're going to experience love, we're going to restrain ourselves, right? You, if, you're, if you've engaged in any kind of friendship where you love that friend or, or you've engaged in, 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 in marriage or, 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 or any kind, you have children, if you love them, you're going to restrain yourself, right? Parents, you don't say everything you want to say to your kids. I hope not. We need to pray for those of you who do. You restrain yourself, Right? Love 
Being liberated to love means we restrain ourselves for the good of others, for the glory of God. That's liberty. That's freedom. Freedom isn't doing whatever you want. It's the ability to sacrifice ourselves for others. Listen, our baptism is that reminder. I died to that old way. I died to living for me. And I'm a new person. I can love because I'm experiencing the radical, unconditional love of Jesus for me. And I can give it when it's not deserved because I experience that same thing. That's good news, amen? That's why we, the church, God's people, change the world. When we remember who we are, whose we are, what's been done in our lives. And we declare it. So we're going to welcome Kaylee and Anthony up here real shortly now. Baptism is a declaration. It's a declaration. Jesus has victory over me. I'm a new creation. I serve the king, not myself. And for those of you who are here today who have been baptized, we remember, we remember back. And as they're getting baptized, remember to your baptism, be encouraged, be inspired, be convicted that love, I've received such a love and I should live that love out. I should live for Christ first. And as a result, my love should be radical as well towards others around me. If you're here today and this message is getting to your heart and you're realizing, you know what, Jesus isn't my king. I haven't come. I haven't experienced his victory in my life. I'm still stuck. Stuck living for me. I'm still stuck trying to make things right. If if that's you, if if you're realizing that now, this is a time. Surrender. Come to the king today. And I'm going to pray here and I invite you to pray with me to, to receive Christ. Now, there might be another uh, of you, others of you here who have surrendered, but you've not made this declaration. And maybe today is time. Or you know you need to have a conversation. Come and talk to me. Or just come on down like it's the price is right. And if you have been baptized, friends, let this compel us and encourage us. Jesus, live your life through me and let others be changed because they encounter your love through me. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, Lord, I want to pray with and for those who are recognizing, Jesus, I need you. I'm stuck. I've been living for myself. I want to be free. Lord, I pray with uh, those individuals right now. Lord Jesus, I realize I'm living for myself and I need, I need you to save me. And I, and I surrender. I don't want to live for myself anymore right now. I want to live for you. I need you to come in me and change me. I need your victory over my sin in my life. I, I need Jesus. I need to be changed and I want to live for you. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you.
Lord, I pray with my brothers and sisters, for those of us who have been baptized, Lord God, who, who are saved, Lord Jesus. May we, may we take this time remembering our own baptism, Lord God, and be encouraged and compelled that we have received the, such a great love and that we, Lord Jesus, will respond. We would, not, we would not hoard this love for us. We would not minimize in, in, in this love by a sense of entitlement. But God be compelled by this love, Jesus, to respond to you with, that we have greater purpose to live for you, to love you. At our work, at home, in our relationships, everything and everywhere, Lord, change because it's about you. It's not about me. And Lord, let, let that love flow through me, Lord God, in, in loving others like you, Jesus. Change me. Revive me. In your name, amen.